up guys welcome to the flow t cast for episode 54 you know what the deal is 54 how you feeling scott about episode 54 tonight i'm feeling good man we're officially um a little past a year from doing this we're officially at 54 weeks of content so that's a year yeah um, worth of content so that's that's pretty dope not gonna lie to you yeah we made up for our you know we started bi-weekly thinking that was gonna work out and then it didn't and like there's just too much stuff that happens in between podcasts yeah do a bi-weekly yeah if you do it bi-weekly they're gonna be like four hour episodes and we weren't about that so we did you know pushed it back down scrunched it together to like 52 and uh well, 52, what the fuck? <laughs> so once a week. Where'd I get 52 from? I'm thinking of 52 like, weeks in the... <laughs> yeah, well... It's like... I don't know, man. We scrunch it down to, like, 400. Where does 400 come from? I, I don't know. Just, like, that's probably how, how much damage you're doing with Shadow Rider Calyrex, because it's the best deck in format. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Scott, how you doing, my man? It's been I'm a long good, time. Man. Long time it's since been... I've seen you, bro. It it has actually we haven't seen each other in quite some time, but it's yeah. been exactly a week since we've been together. So, uh, so yeah. you know, it is what it is. Yeah, but, but it's uh, been like, I'm doing good. It's been like three days in person, but it's been... yeah, working every day. You know, um, not, we'll not get to really. why you saw me three days ago <laughs> yeah. um, in a little bit. But yeah, how you doing, man? Bro, we are we are cooking right now. We are in the middle of scrap, uh, like frantically getting everything together to fly out to texas tomorrow so i'm super excited that's why we got to crunch this episode out but i'm, yeah. I'm doing isn't, good man isn't that stressful like right before vacation you like are the most ever because you're like i can't forget anything but i don't know where anything is like <laughs> yeah and then it's not even us like because we're dropping the kids off at my mom so we got to get them ready too they're not even going on vacation it's <laughs> just going to yeah, mom's house that might be worse because like i always go you know with everybody so like if we forgot something we'll just get it for them right but yeah. if i was dropping the kid off then it's like what are you supposed to do at that point send the money to go get it like you <laughs> my, just look like a terrible like forget their toothbrush you look like the worst parent in the world my my uh my mom's like where where's their diapers and we're like uh <laughs> in our check bags we'll mail them back to you. <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll get home before you get them but we'll mail them back don't worry about <laughs> it <laughs> especially diapers too jesus bro first time i took him over to my uh took harper over when she was born to my mom's house so i can go to work i forgot the entire diaper bag bro i had to drive all the way back nice <laughs> bro <laughs> It was terrible, bro. But I'm super excited. Birthdays this weekend. The day Happy after birthday, tomorrow. Man. Bro, appreciate that, dog. I'm old. I'm Dude, what? You're getting there. 87? You're catching up to me, which bro. is weird because we age the same amount of time. Like, we age, but somehow you're catching up to me. Yeah, so. dog. I'm, I'm getting there. Bro, yesterday <laughs> on stream, I was telling my uh, war stories from World War II back when I was fighting. Um. So uh, I was actually fighting for England, and then I signed to America, free agent, eighty-five <laughs> uh, year contract, max deal. It was, yeah. So it, it's it's good. It's good. I'm excited. I'm excited to get away for my birthday and get absolutely obliterated in Austin, Texas. Never been to Austin, so I'm excited. I've um, heard Austin is where the money is when it comes to Texas. Like Austin and Houston apparently are. Yo, bro, go. 
even when I was in San Antonio, when I was out in Texas, they were like, if you haven't been to Austin, you haven't lived. So like, I, all I hear is about how great Austin is. So I'm really excited about going. You're going to go see your, uh, your brother down there, right? Yeah. Yeah. My brother, Brandon, you met him. Yeah. He's a real cool guy. <laughs> good, good guy. Only guy, only guy that I could ever foresee showing up to a house full of Pokemon players, not playing Pokemon at all. And like, just be cool with it. Just be vibing with everybody. You know? He <laughs> didn't care. He was just there, bro. It's bro, fine. bro. And when you know, what's funny is like everybody says we look alike. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't think anybody says that. <laughs> For those who don't know, Brandon is my best friend from the military. Uh, we, we've been friends for almost 10 years and, uh, he's African-American and I'm not. So we say we're brothers and we have the same mom and dad and everybody's like, what the fuck? <laughs> the, my favorite part about the whole thing though, is like, he's like a much more like athletic looking than you now. So like that, the first thought in my mind was not that you were a different color. Just the fact that like this dude's built he is like a, like a, you are like a marshmallow bro <laughs> bro it's so funny me and him are like best friends but we're totally the polar opposites bro like he's fit built like a tank he's african-american he's quiet quiet yeah <laughs> you know like everything you're not so yeah. <laughs> but we're like i'm so excited to see him i can't wait I can't wait. Also, I can't wait because as soon as I get off that plane, bro, we're getting in and out, dog. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> bro, you're literally in Texas. Eat Whataburger, please. Bro, the dude, there's a Whataburger in Birmingham, for Christ's sake. It's not as I don't, special. I don't, it is. It is special because just like just like the Del Taco in Florida, it's not the same as real Del Taco, right? Fair. Like, I'm just going to go ahead and say, like, I don't care if you eat in and out. If you want to subject yourself to that trash, that's on you. But at <laughs> least while you're in Texas, eat Whataburger once. Okay, fine, fine. I'll eat, I'll eat Whataburger once. But you call it trash, though? Oh, my God. I So I guess not worth the hype, right? That's, Bro, that's... I, I, I totally get that. When, every time... Every time I talk about In-N-Out, I always say the first time I had it, I was not about it, bro. I was like, this is overrated as fuck. And then I just started craving it. Now it's the best fast food joint of all time. But we don't have to get to that. Speaking of trips, Scott Steckley and the meta, you went out to Florida. You played IRL Pokemon, didn't you? Did you did. not? How did it I go? I did. Uh, so I flew all the way to, uh, to Florida. Um, it was a multi-reason trip. I was there to drop my nephew off, but while I was there, I'm not going to pass up the, you know, chance to play in a uh, live event. Um, especially it, it was a uh, 1K at Gamers R Us. Uh, no free ads. Um, I'll expect a check in the mail. Um, but no, so it was a, it was that a 1K. Event. Please bring me that 1K. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so I wasn't going to pass up the opportunity to play in it uh, while I was down there. Luckily, though, so there's a whole story before the trip. We, me and uh, Colton, who went down with us, were like prepping for this. We're playtesting. We're like trying to make meta calls. You know, everything you would normally do for a regional, we were doing before this 1K because we were excited because it's real events, stuff like that, right? And uh, we both somehow just did not ever click on the more details button on the uh, event page and both of us missed completely. You were supposed to pre-register. So the way we found out was 
they posted a uh, thing on their Facebook saying that their 1K was filled, and neither me or Colton had registered for it. Um, luckily, you know, I hit uh, up the owner and I was like, hey, me and my buddy already purchased plane tickets to come down and play. Um, is there any way that we could, you know, like still do it? Like, I mean, I understand if you say no, but it, like, you know, we're, we were looking forward to this and stuff. And he's like, listen, uh, I can't guarantee you I have the product to give you because he was giving away three packs for every entry. Um, he's like, I can't guarantee that I have the products to give you. Um, but if you want to pay to play, like, and you're okay with not getting the three packs, like, you're in just because you bought a plane ticket and stuff. But that's it. We have to put the cap there. And I was like, 100%. Like, you can keep the packs even if you have them, bro. It's fine. I just want to play. So, uh, so we got there. We went down. I went to Legoland with my family. And uh, next day, uh, my family went to the beach. And I went to play in 1K. And uh, did surprisingly well, considering I haven't touched real cards in a while. Um, I whiffed the winning in um, because I hit the only... Urshifu, I was playing uh, ADP KFC. I'm coining that term, uh, ADP Birds. Um, and I hit the only Rapid Strike Urshifu in the building and started Day Day twice. So uh, got bodied like completely on my winning end. But the rest of the game's real good, uh, real close. Even the ones I lost were like, you know, can't complain about them, right? It was a real, real fun event, but that's not where the uh, story ends. So <laughs> this um, is the good part. Can I do this one? Can I have this one? Uh, uh, I mean, so long story short, without getting into too many details, um, sure. Like, you know, just keep actual, uh, you know. I'll keep names out. Whatever. Yeah, go <laughs> I'll ahead. keep names out. So I get a text message. <laughs> Facebook Messenger, to be exact. From my boy, Scott Steckley, at 9 o'clock at night, on a Sunday night, when I'm completely gassed because i got my absolute shit pushed in at work uh i was half asleep and it says hey bud do you work tomorrow this is uh, <laughs> by the way before we go into detail this is after i've asked him if he can participate in an interview that will be coming up later mitch from the sable eyes will talk more about that so i asked him he's like no I, i'm not gonna be able to make it and i was like okay that's fine whatever i'll do a one-on-one -on -one. not a big deal and so he hits me up later on in the day and is like, hey, bud, do you work tomorrow? I'm like, no, I actually, no, I don't. I do not. I'm off. He's like, can you pick me up from the Nashville airport at eight in the morning? I'm like, son of a bitch. He's like, <laughs> he's like my flight got canceled. And then uh, <laughs> we flew, we were supposed to fly in Onsville, but we got to fly into Nashville. So my happy ass gets up at, you know, oh, well, I don't get up. I set an alarm for 530 trying to beat rush hour and I get a phone call at 630. It's him. He's like, hey, man, you awake? You on your way? I'm like, yeah, totally, dude. And he's like, good morning. Uh, <laughs> we're about to take <laughs> off. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> Luckily, I beat rush hour. There was no rush hour, which was actually really nice. And we got there on time, picked my boy up appropriately, got him down to where his car was and, uh fell asleep when i got <laughs> i me too bro me too i was right there with you no it was an absolute nightmare we showed so uh the whole story for like how it got canceled um and not mentioning any any airline but it might sound very similar to fucked here um so <laughs> uh 
Long story, like, so we're in Cool Stuff, Orlando, right? And we're just chilling. We're, you know, selling some cards, buying some cards, whatever we're doing, because we don't really have uh, as much ability to do that here, right? So we're there, and we get this email saying, hey, your flight's been delayed 30 minutes. And I'm like, okay, sweet. Flight's been delayed 30 minutes. No big deal, right? Yeah. And so we're packing up. We're getting ready to go to the airport. And we, you know, we head to the airport, turn in the rental car because we had to turn in the rental car by a certain time. And then we get a email as we're like turning it in saying, Hey, your flight's on time. And I'm like, Oh, that's cool. You know, flight's back on time. Sweet. We're going to get out of here on time. No big deal. I'll be home before dinner time. Right. And then we get an email, not like five seconds later saying your flight's been canceled. Oh God. <laughs> so we're already in the airport. Returned the rental car, you know, like did that whole deal, right? Flight's been canceled. So we're like, okay, well, we got to go figure out what's going on. So we head up there and eight different flights got canceled from the same company at, at the same time. So the line to handle this is absolutely horrendous. And we're like, wow, okay. So we wait like two and a half hours to get to the counter to talk to these people. And that's when I texted you. I was like, hey, you know, can you do this? Because they were waiting on us to decide whether or not we wanted to wait till, you know, later on in the week to fly out to Huntsville or if we could make it to Nashville. And I'm like, well, making it to Nashville sounds like the only way, but uh, I don't have a way from there. So we'll, we're going to see. But, um, bro, you, you hit it spot on. If there was any day to fly into Nashville, it was a Monday in the morning. I was off. Yeah. And we had time Bro. to get my wife to work on time, so uh, we were chilling. Next time you're chilling. in that predicament, I got you, bud. Even though Nashville Airport is literally the longest airport to ever get your bags from uh, in the history of mankind. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it, was, it was brutal, but we got there on time. Everything was taken care of. You got home at a decent hour, and uh, I passed out, and then promptly did the interview. So, but before we get to the interview, we do have some things we got to talk about, though. Uh, some very interesting news has come out today. Um, but before we talk about that news, I want to talk to you about a specific deck. We, we talk about Shadow Rider, how great it was. I played it in Chill TCG last night and went one and three, uh, whatever, piss poor draws. That sounds like a great Deck. yeah it, it just it, just a great deck <laughs> i had some bad draws like literally i dated into all energies and had no calyrex so it was fine but <laughs> like, do you remember playing blacephalon yeah that's what the deck reminds me of. Yeah. yeah when you hit the nuts you can't lose yeah but Facts. then there's decks there's days where you just get six energy yeah. what are you gonna do yeah true <laughs> but uh a deck that's been floating around a lot i did a youtube video talking a little bit about this but not too much uh, Ice Rider Calyrex, aka Ice Trey Young, aka 100 O Decidueye, which I thought about it and it probably does because Inteleon's not weak to grass and uh, it swings for 120. <laughs> like, so, what do you like? Have you played it against any Ice Riders? Because, like, I'm 0 and 2 against it. So, like, so I've played against it and I have played the deck and it is. It is really good. So it's one of those decks that, like, on paper doesn't look that great. It looks inconsistent, looks hard to set up, you know, uh, looks like you really don't get there. And if you do, it's slow. But what ends up being the case is you put so much pressure on your opponent while you're getting there that by the time you get there, they're overwhelmed. So um, it is 
it's not unbeatable by any means. Don't get me wrong. I don't think it's the best deck in format. It can brick real hard. Um, but it is a lot of fun. And as far as like top tierish decks go, I think it might be the most enjoyable to play, just because it's a little bit big brain, but not so much that you know, if you miss attachment energy, you lose the game, right? So yeah, I uh, it reminds me a little bit of like a better Victini. Am I wrong to say that? Like, because it's a two energy attack that does 250. Granted, you discard the energy, so you have to find Welder every turn, or sorry, Melanie every turn. Um, but, uh, like, you go, say you go first, you attach to one energy and uh, pass, and then now you can go Melanie to the one you just attached energy, evolve into VMAX, and or not even Melanie if you don't want to, you can just attach energy, boss up like whatever Pokemon they're trying to set up, set them behind a turn or two, and then you can play cards like Path to the Peak, and then the Inteleon lines to find your pieces. And I don't know, it's not my favorite deck. I don't know. Uh, I'm still enjoying Shadow Rider Calyrex, but like I've been seeing a lot of like airway, I guess, or like a chatter about this on Twitter and stuff like that and it, it seems good like i mean the ability to search out everything you need is inherently going to be mucho goodo um as it were but uh the mucho other thing that it does goodo. with um i can't remember what the ability name is but the sniping like oh the yeah the 20 yeah. the yeah it does and especially if you get two out you can do what is it i said did i say 270 or i meant 250 but like 250 and then 20 is 270 and then you know another one 290 like you're not one-shotting v maxes but you're applying a boatload of pressure with it but what it does is it allows you to do that 290 and then if they don't have a healing option you could just literally snipe them at any point you know what i mean like you could go into like you may not get the knockout that turn but the next turn you're taking six prizes kind of deal yeah yeah for sure you can just you can boss that one around boss around it and then, like, snipe up to 330 and then, uh, you know, kill something. If you're not taking six, you're taking at least five. Right. At so least. It so. is It is a very good deck. Um, it has its weaknesses, obviously. But I think every deck right now has that. Like, I don't think any deck stands out as being, you know, unbeatable, per se, right? Like, Yeah. I don't know about unbeatable. Nice... There is like a like a premier deck right now. It's Shadow There's Rider. Be a yeah, yeah. It's just you know what it reminds me of. You remember when um, Etern first popped out, right? Yeah. Like that was obviously the premier deck. That was the best deck in format. Um, but it wasn't winning because you know there was things that can beat it, and if you tech for it, like you beat it, right? So it wasn't like consistently winning just because it wasn't winning doesn't mean it wasn't the best deck. You know, any deck that you have to go out and be like, hey, I have to tech for this, otherwise I lose everything, you know, it's, it's going to be one of the best decks, right? So um, I don't think anybody's teching for Ice Rider yet, so I wouldn't call that the best deck. Shadow Rider, definitely you have to tech for, you have to be prepared for it. Yeah, um, for sure. Well, you can't really tech for Ice Rider. It does what it does, but like, unless you're playing metal decks, 
And uh, yeah, like I could see somebody throwing in like I don't know if one exists, but somebody throwing in like a metal Pokemon that has like a colorless attack or yeah, you know maybe something that has like one metal energy cost, and so you play the one metal energy or whatever. Like there's ways to tech for it. I don't know if anybody is or if it's worth it even, but right for um, sure. I don't see anybody doing it in the near future unless somebody completely breaks a deck and makes it unbeatable. Right. I, I will say this, oh, this is the last thing to say about the meta right now, is uh, I want to I wanna pour one out for Eternatus, because, like, <laughs> I, thought the, I thought the Zapdos thing was a little overblown, but, like, I don't know what it is, bro. He turns not getting it done. What the so, fuck? <laughs> so, here, I'll give you this little tidbit um, from the... Uh, from the tournament right and this wasn't me so i'm not going to take credit for it although i've done this in testing as well um i literally watched the person playing that dark box etern thing with weavile and stuff like that watched him like hit the nuts like he went crazy he like had the perfect setup he was like one-shotting anything this guy had right uh he was playing a uh, shadow rider with um uh two zapdos i think he was playing that deck right so the guy next to me goes, oh, man, you really got set up there. He's got one Shadow Rider Calyrex V in the active with a psychic energy attached and, like, nothing else on board. He just proceeds to, like, lay down the Zapdos, attach their Aurora energy, switch, take a knockout on a VMAX. And then the very next turn, because he hit the Zapdos Aurora energy off the prizes, goes, oh, man, play it down, attach Aurora energy, switch, take the knockout on the VMAX for game. He was literally losing the game. There's in no situation was did he have the upper hand, and he just completely stole it from the Eastern player because he's just like uh, Zapdos. That's so sad, man. Like, oh God. that's all right. Etern will come back when they take the Zapdoses out because nobody's playing Etern. <laughs> See, and that'll be the time when you start noticing that decline. You yeah. just play Etern for one one tournament and you win. Yeah, for sure. Which I mean, I guess you could like the Alchemy is dangerous too. Like going to dormant before they get set up. Whew. Man. Alchemy <laughs> VMAX is a little dirty, bro. I ain't even gonna lie to you. It's a little dirty. You know what feels really good though? What's that? When you're playing uh ADP uh the ADP bird, ADP KFC. Uh I really want that to stick, by the way. Um ADP chickens, ADP KFC. But when you're playing that and they go Alcremia Dormant and you go uh, Zacian for KO and then like the very next turn, like they have all the energy in the board. So they're like, oh, KO your Zacian um, with like a Shadow Rider or another Alchemy, whatever it is. And then you just like the very next turn, you're like power up a Zacian or power up a Moltres and take knockout for the win, even though they obviously <laughs> have the upper hand. That's the game we're playing now. Like we're playing the game where we're you are playing counter the counter of the counter, bro. <laughs> Everything's a counter box right now. It's That's gorgeous. It, bro. Even if you don't think it is, you're playing a counter box. Bro. But you know what is gorgeous? These new Pikachus, bro, <laughs> that they announced for the new 25th anniversary. They got flying Pikachu VMAX, bro. bro. <laughs> they got surfing Pikachu, surfing Pikachu VMAX. And the cool thing about surfing Pikachu, bro, it's a water, it takes water energy, bro. So you have a lightning yeah. type package in a water energy or in a water deck. <laughs> it, 
It's disgusting. And what else is disgusting is my boy Mitsuharu Arita. Shout out to the homie. We we talked about him. Made designed a full art base set Pikachu from twenty fifth an- for twenty fifth anniversary dog. Red cheeks like, and all, bro. <laughs> like, bro, I can't tell you. I'm not a big Pikachu fan. Like, I'm not a Pikachu simp, right? Like, don't let the background of uh, any video that I'm ever in fool you. Uh, Pikachu is not my favorite, but I am extremely excited for just the just the idea that they're bringing back the classics, right? Because they're also they got the birthday Pikachu, right? Uh, I don't think it's a V though, is it? No, birthday Pikachu. Pikachu is just a direct reprint. Just a direct reprint, right? With and the got, with the twenty fifth anniversary stamp, of course. Right. You know they got that. They got the uh, they got the classic surfing and flying V and V Maxes, right? Um, I haven't really looked to see if they're playable, but I'm oh, the, super well, I, they're, I don't know if they're play. They're tournament legal, but I don't know if they're playable. Right. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if I'm going to see any, like... Because it would be really cool, like, as as soon as I saw them, I was just like, bro, Pikachu box is a deck now. <laughs> yeah. Whether or not it's good is irrelevant. Bro, Pikachu you have... box is a deck now, right? Four flying Pikachus, four P- uh, surfing... That's a YouTube video. We, we got to do it. That's oh, bro, bro, bro. Flying, Pikachu. surfing, and regular Pikachu, and the, the sickest the V-Union. V-Union. Oh, my God. 25 Bro, if, Pikachus from different eras. If we don't see a video of the, you know, Maxlow from the Floaty cast playing Pikachu box and like chill TCG or whatever, I don't think we exist anymore, right? Bro, fact. But, uh, Bro, th- but that V Union card is actually, it looks hype. I'm not oh, going to lie. It looks like, cool. It look- I mean, not only the art, right? The art is dope. Seeing so many artists like yeah. redone, like awesome. But, it's playable too. It's, yeah. it's probably the most playable V union. Bro, it's got so that. Far. It's got that. Like, what is it for one energy? Like a colorless, you can attach two lightning energy to it, and then it's got the disconnect attack where it shuts off items but swings for one fifty. That's kind of yeah. dirty, bro. <laughs> I mean, it you're is. not getting it like, off like turn one. Well, you couldn't expand. Oh shit, you really couldn't expand it. Expanded <laughs> Pikachu V union might be like the deck. Imagine going one turn one Thunder Mountain Coco Prism battle. Com- oh God, you really could get that off in turn one. Turn one, bro. Bro, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. But, but I'm just I- excited that it's like it's the first actual like V Union that seems worth it to play. Like regardless, you know, like, yeah. Um, because the ones we've seen so far have been like cool, but. But not worth it. Oh, and the, uh, speaking of those V unions, they're all going to be in promo boxes, so you don't have to worry about pulling them. Oh, actually, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, That's yeah, they're cool. going to be in promo boxes, which is really nice. I wanted to go back to the uh, the classic full art Pikachu because that scares the ever living shit out of me, and I'll tell you why, dog. Because if they can do classic Pikachu full art. They can do base at Charizard full art and fuck me if they do. <laughs> if they ever make that a card. If they ever make that a card. Like base at full art Charizard. Which I don't think they will because there's no artwork behind it to extend. But let's just say they do. That would be the most sought after card 
in the TCG history, period. Bro, especially if it's texture, textured too and everything, like it gets the full full art treatment. I don't know, bro. I mean, there's not like the the jungle artwork behind it or anything, but you can extend those like flares like that. And like, I, guess. It, I mean, you could do something cool with it, but like if they, bro, I don't know. <laughs> I, you, I could see them doing it and like a very realistic possibility of it happening. Same artist too. Shout out to my boy, Arita. <laughs> like, you know, uh, somebody pointed this out to me actually uh, on Twitter. They, they messaged me about it. They like they were joking out or joking about how the full art base at Pikachu is like very, very, very close to the artwork that like all these other artists have been doing by extending artwork. You know, yeah. they're just like, come on, guys, you you literally just stole somebody's idea. You just made it playable. <laughs> so that's cool. Allegedly, I don't know. If Allegedly, it is right? I don't know. I'm if not it is. saying that I have a full art modem card on the back of my cell phone right now. But I am saying it's been done before. TPCI, like it's cool. Come, but... come on now. Come on. <laughs> come on. What are you doing, bro? Somebody also pointed out that the plane in the bus that's in the flying or the boat that's in the flying and surfing Pikachu is also on uh, Garbodor V Max. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody pointed that out. I don't know. Is it the SSN? Please tell me somebody can like prove that that's the SSN right now. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they can. But I thought that was crazy. Yeah. It's... Also, not not that you know this matters to anybody except for me because you know I'm, you know, semi scientifically minded. But this proves that uh, when you G Max, you don't gain any weight. By the way. Oh yeah, bro. Surfing Pikachu V Max is just chilling on the same surfboard like nothing ever happened. Bro, so and... it is merely an optical illusion. Like that's <laughs> all it is. Bro, and flying Pikachu, bro. He's he's got free retreat. <laughs> With the same amount of balloons, I yeah. bet, right? No. No, it's more. No, he's got he's, more. He's got more. He's got that's jet weird. engines what? and then balloons, bro. Bro, why would they like this doesn't make any sense. They literally were like, "Look, you, he can stand on the same surfboard, but we need more balloons to hold him up." Like, what, I'm sure the surfboard is a little bit bigger. <laughs> it's not, bro. <laughs> I'm sure it might surfboard. be a. Is it not a? Are you sure it's not an aircraft carrier, bro? My man is wearing it like a roller skate, dog. <laughs> oh, he's one. He's one footing it, bro. Yeah, he's one footing it, bro. And flapping is maybe he's falling down. Maybe he grew and the surfboard is actually sinking, and I just don't see that. Like, cause he's flapping his arms like wild right now. So we'll we'll go with that one. Oh, bro, but he also, is one foot in it, dog. <laughs> that is a small ass surfboard. <laughs> I would also, as as a member of the aviation mechanic uh, community, like to mention that this jet plane thing doesn't make any fucking sense and i'm not about that life on the flying pikachu, bro that but... shit looks like a toy plane dog bro what if pikachu v max is really just like didn't grow any he's just <laughs> tiny bro fact like that is a toy plane and he's just like all those balloons are the size of gumballs bro that's what it is i don't know bro they get they become towers and sword and shield but then again like those are kids so they might just be our height <laughs> 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 like it's really the v max aren't growing 
it's just the perspective of the people have like changed like it's all symbolic sword and shield is literally all symbolic bro they're not really growing you just think they're growing. Yeah, it's all an optical illusion bro all right well on that note we're gonna go ahead as i said we have mitch from the sable eyes coming on a super awesome interview scott gets to hear it with you guys uh so it's his first time it was great a lot of fun and uh yeah we'll just go ahead and throw it over to him This episode was brought to you by, well, no one yet, but it could be you. If you'd like to hear your brand or your business advertised on the Floaty Cast, make sure to hit us up on either Twitter, Facebook, or uh, any other means to get this happening. We'd love to work with you. Thanks so much. Now, back to the interview. Ladies and gentlemen, friends of the Flow T cast, it is an absolute privilege, honor, honor and a privilege. You know, I always get that mixed up. Like I say, honor and a privilege and then privilege and honor. It just gets all messed up every time we do this. But it's an absolute pleasure to bring this man on. You know him. He's like, as far as Pokemon talent goes, he's like the second best Australian. <laughs> That's a that's a big that's a big honor to be given. Jeez. That, that I know the second of. Best <laughs> that I, there might be some others. He, he's in the top category, but I'm going to give him second best because we had Henry Brand on first, so uh, he'll always be number one in my heart. But, that is fair. Uh, <laughs> he's also uh, has over ten thousand subscribers on YouTube. Pretty sick. And the most important thing that he's done is he acknowledged the Dragapult Urshifu deck and did a live stream about it. So we had to get this man on way later than usual. It is my boy Mitch from the Sableyes. How you doing, my man? Yeah, going well. Going well. I had to. I had to acknowledge the uh, the Dragapult uh, list. That was that was a really really good one. <laughs> well, that was all. Uh, that was a uh, Jack Old, right? Is he the one? Yeah. On, yeah, that was his list. Uh, I took it because I kept like fumble fucking around with some like Dragapult Urshifu list and they weren't working out. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this one that's splitting the uh, psychic energies and the Aurora energies. And let's see how this goes. And uh, I ended up winning that tournament. Not to, not to yeah. flex or anything. Still the only one who's done it. <laughs> so we'll take that. Which you went 5-0, and oh, didn't you? Yeah, I, I played it in a... um in like the what do they call it it used to be brisbane tcg on on limitless but they've changed to like australia tcg now or something i don't know exactly what they're doing but yeah i played in one of those and went 5-0 but i think i like i, I either won it or i like came second on resistance because they didn't have a top cut uh, so it was a good deck though we had, no. a, we had a good time with it. oh yeah it was the, it's it was the best deck and format and battle styles there and nobody wants to listen to me man yeah, they just no one acknowledges it. No, they all no. know it's a secret that they keep. They don't want to say anything. They know it's good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're like, they're like, when in doubt, play Pikaram. And I'm like, nah, bro, just come on. <laughs> just, play Urshifu Dragon Balls. Nah, man, it doesn't have any crushing hammers in it. I gotta play crushing hammers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what does it beat? Everything. No, it doesn't. Everything. It doesn't have hammers. <laughs> Beats everything all the time. Just, just, just win. <laughs> I always told my friends though, it's like if we had like live events, I think that deck would be really good. Like in live events, 
Um, I think so too. I think I think with the like obviously randomization is such a such a touchy topic, but in real life you'd be you'd be a lot better off with that deck because you don't have the PTCGO genuine randomization. You have normal human being randomization, so you'll probably get more uh, more games with it where it actually works because it does have a problem with it every now and then it will it will get the wrong energy at the wrong time. But yeah, for you know, sure. In real real life, you wouldn't have that problem as as much because humans suck at randomizing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for sure, you'd always get both energies and the and a Pokemon, so like you'd be chilling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and then also like I don't know. <laughs> It's hard to say, like, as far as the hammers format, because I know Crushing Hammers destroys that deck. <laughs> like, if they run, oh out. yeah, oh yeah, it's not even a, it's not even a contest. Yeah, you flip man. one, and it's over. Yeah, pretty much. So I, like, so I don't know if um, that that's always like a theory, you know, always in the back of the head is like, okay, if we were in live events, would Crushing Hammers be as played? And if not, yeah, this deck would be pretty good. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, so. agreed. Okay, so I didn't ask you to come on here so we could just talk Urshu Pult for an hour. So, uh, like, <laughs> I'm happy to do that. If you want to do uh, that, I mean, just I mean, you know what? It's fine. Scott's not here, so <laughs> it's my floor. <laughs> There's no one to keep us on target, so let's just talk about it. <laughs> so, so, I guess my first question is one, how did you get into uh, Pokemon in general? Like, when did you start? Um, and then to piggyback off of that, when did you start deciding to make YouTube content and get his, you know, grow like you have and stuff like that? Yeah, it's, um, well, Pokemon's always been a part of my life, as as many people that play the card game, you know, like, I started playing when it first came out, my, my dad got an emulator for, like, an old Mac, and we played Pokemon Blue when I was, like, five on, on a computer, and that was, uh, that was a wild time. I couldn't get out of the house because I didn't know how to like go through the door so we just the first time i played pokemon for like a year couldn't figure out how to leave the house but that's that's a common story that lots of people have and um, i started playing pokemon cards in 2013 14 i want to say um it started with i think what was the set legendary treasures i think it was was the set that came out that i was like oh this is cool i want to i want to play this it was like the very end of the black and white era but Obviously, there was still three months or so until rotation happened, so I played a lot with the old, like, TDK and, um, and Polion and Friends and all that kind of stuff. That was that was the, the first introduction that I had to the card game. And then I, I've taken, taken a couple of years here and there where things weren't so serious and then got a lot more into it when Sun and Moon came out. So that's, how, that's, my, that's my Pokemon story, I I guess the YouTube stuff's really interesting as well because the like the Sableyes is a weird channel name, right? <laughs> like, who calls their channel the Sableyes? It's just a silly thing to do because it <laughs> means nothing <laughs> in general. <laughs> but um, the the reason behind that was um, the player base in South Australia, where I used to live and used to play. Like all my Pokemon friends are from there. Um, we used to travel a lot across Australia for events, as everyone does. You know, you get in the car and you go on a massive road trip and you go and play in a League Cup. Uh, we drove to a place called Ballarat in, in Australia, which is about, I want to say, eight hours away from Adelaide. So we had an eight-hour road trip with five five fully grown men in a small <laughs> car, which is, 
which is never good. No, no. Um, <laughs> so, so we went to this. We went to this tournament, and we all bombed out because none of us, none of us, did very well in this tournament at all. And on the drive back, we were like, "Man, like we just want to, we just want to have this like testing experience. We want to be able to like share it with lots of people because we've been talking about it over the weekend." And we decided that the five people in the car would be like contributors to this YouTube channel. Like, oh yeah, we're going to do this. It's going to be great. We'll we'll just like do live testing. We're not going to do PTCGO or anything. We're just going to do real real life webcam stuff, and it'll be great. We don't need to do deck profiles. Everyone's doing deck profiles, and um, <laughs> we did that for about a year. But uh, many of the people that were doing that dropped off and. Eventually, we were like we had we had someone from South Australia do really well in a tournament, so we did a deck profile for them, and it ended up being the most viewed video that we had. And we were like, "Ooh, deck profile! <laughs> that's <laughs> that's, that's the way of the future." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so, and then eventually, it um it got to a point where where people were dropping off a lot more, and I was doing more of the more of the work, and I wanted to do like daily stuff and. We, I just started doing daily deck profiles, as everyone on YouTube does, and that's when the channel really started to pick up. So, yeah, I've just been doing that from from then. That would have been maybe I don't know a year ago, maybe maybe a year and a half. But yeah, that's 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 pretty much how the the YouTube channel came about, and it's called the Stabilized because that's the name of the South Australian team. I should specify that, like that's the name that we had given our group, because you know, Sableye S A. Blind, yeah. right? it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. What, what was it? Uh. God, what's the guy's name? He goes by the Verd. I can't remember his first name. Yeah. Sam, Sam Clayfield. Yeah. Yeah. Sam. He was like, "You ever notice that the Sableyes is capital S A? That's not a typo." I was like, "Oh, I always yeah. thought that was a typo." <laughs> yeah. So it uh, the channel name I changed it to to the lowercase a just because for anyone. <laughs> For anyone outside of South Australia, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's like, why, why has this guy got a capital A in his name? It's really weird. But yeah, no. So it's it's s dot a dot belies. That's the way it's supposed. To be. You were talking about earlier about how like the sableyes don't like make any sense, and the only thing I could think of during that whole uh, speech, great speech about uh, how YouTube started anyway, was uh, the sableyes, bro. They're the junk hunters, dog. You're searching for that treasure, my dude. Well, that's uh, that's kind of what has ended up happening with the channel, right? Is that all of it's, all of it's just about playing really bad cards and trying getting them, uh, trying to make them work, and that's um, it's a brutal experience sometimes, but it's it's very uh, it's very fun. <laughs> yeah, except for her, she pulled as the best deck in format, but <laughs> yeah, 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 of course, like that's not junk. That's that's genuine good card. Like, yeah, dog. It's a it's yeah. an incredible card. That's the diamond in the rough. That's the junk you're yeah. looking for, my dude. There it is. A hundred percent. But uh no, I I love the sable. Like when I first got into Pokemon way back in the day, um, like I didn't know about like when I got back reintroduced to it because of Pokemon Go, I was looking up like, you know, the bigger Poketubers, like the the people who just pack openers. And the yeah. first guy I got into was um Unlisted Leaf. Yep, <laughs> because because of that Australian accent, like <laughs> him getting excited and having that accent. So like 
I got into it. I don't know what it is, man. <laughs> like it's the best accent. <laughs> it was inexplicably up. makes everything better. I know it, bro. You got that natural gift of that accent. <laughs> I should go like train in the mountain. Well, in the in the desert. Y'all got a desert? Yeah, go, on, oh, yeah go, go out into the middle of Australia in the middle of the desert just to learn how to do the accent. Yeah. <laughs> Be out there. They're like, yo, where's the flow T-cast? We haven't had a podcast in six months. Yeah. And I come back and I start talking like y'all. Yeah. He's at Uluru. He's he's sitting he's sitting at the at the base of Uluru learning the accent. <laughs> yeah. Kickboxing yeah. kangaroos and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, like you were talking about, um, starting in competitive play, uh, would yeah. you say that Henry Brand is like your number one rival? Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> so I'm for for all the all the joking around. I am nowhere near the top of Australian players. Like there are so many players in Australia that are better than me. Um, I just I just happen to be the one that people know of because of the channel. But, um, Henry would be one of a group of maybe I'd say maybe eight players that are that are of that same level. And this is something that people don't really know is that the Australian Pokemon like competitive scene for the trading card game is so competitive. Like the top tier players in Australia are as good as, if not better than the European or North American players. Like there is an incredibly large amount of top tier players. And we've seen that in, in the Players' Cup format, right? Like, the first Players' Cup, the finals, was uh, was uh, Matt Burris and uh, Natalie Miller, who are both Australian. Um, then there was uh, Brent Tonneson was in against Zach Lesage. He ended up losing um, in that particular one, um, in that finals. We had another player as well who's now who has skipped out of my brain. I can't remember who they were. And I'm gonna get absolutely roasted for this in a group chat somewhere I know, but I can't remember who it was. Um, but yeah, we've had so many top tier players like that we and we just don't get the the recognition because our events are so much smaller. Like we've got the eight really really top tier players, but then we only get sixty people to a regional, so it kind of makes it it, it it's really it's really difficult for Australian players to get that recognition. Which is really, which is why Henry winning worlds was such a big deal because it showed off just how good Australia can be, right? We 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 finally had someone come through and and win at the Masters level in worlds, which is a big deal. Yeah, for sure. I bet that was like a sight to behold, like when he got up with the flag and getting oh, his yeah, trophy. Was, I, I can imagine just like the, like the pump up going on in Australia when that happened. Like it yeah, was. It was massive like we were i was i was there watching in real life and so um my 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 situation was because they have the the tournament the like the league cup style tournament for people that got kicked out of worlds in day one so i lost in day one of worlds i of, of that year i just absolutely stuffed it up i had no i had no chance of of getting into day two in that one um so i played in the in the cup tournament and did really really well in that and so I ended up playing on the second day of the cup tournament, which is held during the finals of the TCG. So I was playing um, whilst the juniors and seniors were on. I was like, man, I really hope that this tournament finishes before the Masters. I ended up playing against um, Raz Walp, who's a guy from Israel, I think. 
Um, and he was he and I were playing as the Masters final started, and it was the last round of this cup, and I was like, dude, I'm just going to let you win, because I have to go and watch Henry now. And he's like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, no, I'm conceding. I know this is a win and in for, like, points in this cup, but I don't care. I have to go and watch Henry play. Yeah, I, I have to witness history real yeah. quick. <laughs> even Even if he loses, I have to see it. Yeah, for sure. I wouldn't blame you, man. Like, I would... If it was like my homie or like if I was in that kind of situation where it was like my countrymen in such a small area, I would probably do the same just to support. Because like, yeah, yeah, I was still like, I don't want to say fresh. Like I've been around the I've been playing for a couple of years, but like in my uh, time of playing, I've never seen an Australian in uh, the world champion, like in the finals. I think he was the first one, right? It doesn't. It doesn't happen very often. I I don't know if he's been the first one in the finals, but he's definitely the first Australian to have won in Masters, for sure. Yeah. So it was, it was super awesome. And like I said earlier, we had him on the podcast, and like, he was just a treat to talk to him. <laughs> he's so yeah. he's, he's so like down he's, to earth and funny at the same time. Yeah, he's a great guy. Like, um, I'd like to I'd like to think that. He's probably one of the nicest people in Pokemon in Australia. Like he's of all of the of all of the top tier players, he's the one that if you messaged him every single time, he'd be like, "Yeah, man, I can help you out." Like he's that type of guy. He's just really, really genuine, really nice. Yeah, I thought. Uh, I thought like hitting him up because I was like, when we got him on, it was like the podcast was so fresh. And I was like, man, you yep. don't know who we are. There ain't no way he's coming on this shit show. Here. <laughs> but it was like, yeah, of course, I'll, I'll do it. No worries. So, so like, what when you uh, started playing up until now? What were some of your favorite decks that you like to play? Like, what what kind of a player would you call yourself? I'm a, I'm a super aggro player. Like I, I don't stuff around with uh, control and that kind of stuff. I, I, I don't have the time for it. So I played uh, when I first started playing like super competitively. I played Volcanion EX. That was the the deck that I started with um, back in the day, which was a really really cool deck. Um, using steam up to deal more damage, so you discard fire energy and deal 30 more, and use the baby Volcanion to power it up was really really strong. And I played it in a in a meta where it was this it was this weird little triangle because it was Volcanion EX, uh, Metagross GX, and Gardevoir GX was the three decks that were kind of going around in Australia at that time. And it was this triangle where like Gardevoir lost to Metagross every time, Volcanion beat Metagross every time, and then Gardevoir beat uh, Volcanion every every single time. And so it was this weird metagame where, like, those three decks would battle it out, and they just every all three of them would just beat everything else that came along. Uh, um, and so that was the that was the first experience that I had competitively. Um, and then then after that, I played a lot of Zoroark Lycanroc as well. It was a really really good deck. Um, but I think if I if I had to say my favorite deck, like the best deck that I've played, it would be uh, the Nashville Worlds deck, which was Buzzwall uh, Garbodor. That was that was busted. Bro, you weren't on the puzzles and Rayquaza like Pedro, bro. That uh, no, we we played a deck that auto won against Rayquaza. <laughs> we just decided to beat that matchup. <laughs> so, 
So yeah, this this deck was was crazy. It came out of nowhere, and it was all all of the Australians decided to play it, apart from maybe two or three. And pretty much every Australian that played that deck made it to day two, and so it was this massive. It was this big deal on on day two of Worlds. Was how do you beat Buzzwell Garbodor? Because it was the baby Buzzwell that did 130 if they were on four prizes or whatever. Plus, you had strong energy, so you could boost the damage up. And then you had Gardevoir to punish the item discard. So you had uh, not Gardevoir, Garbodor to um, punish the item discard. So it had like this really easy matchup against Rayquaza. It had a pretty solid matchup against Zoroark. Garbodor, it was kind of average against that, but then everything else, it just absolutely, it was so good. Yeah, I, I missed out on that, like just that portion, which is weird. I live like an hour and a half from Nashville, and um, like my daughter was just born, so it was like I didn't even get to play at the Worlds. That was like two hours away, but I always say I was like I would have played Rayquaza, like if I would have played. I remember asking my wife that, telling her she had to get me a four lot or a play set of those they were like 40 bucks a piece not a yep. big deal and, <laughs> and but i had to stop and i was like man i remember like i watched a little bit yeah, of that buzz just came out what's that yeah it was a, it was a super interesting deck for sure the buzz garb uh the single prize thing and i i, th I feel like it like I don't want to say slowed the format down. I'm not, I don't want to like make a quick judgment on what it did because like I said, I was out of the game for a little bit when that came out. I'll never just forget or I'll never forget back in 2019 when everybody was hyping up Malamar and it was just, it shit to bed. <laughs> Yeah, well, that was that was my world's experience in Washington, right? Is I I went in, we spent the we spent like the whole week in in this hotel in Washington trying to figure out what we were gonna play. I'm like, man, what are we gonna play? I'm like, oh, Mewtwo looks really good, but I can't figure out how to build this thing. Oh my god, what am I gonna do? I guess we'll just play Malamar, and then we played it, and it was just garbage, just absolute garbage. Just the worst decision that I've ever made in Pokemon cards. And and I, I distinctly remember sitting down with a couple of guys from South Australia and being like, man, if we could just figure out how to play, like if we could build this Mewtwo deck, I feel like Mewtwo is really good. And we were like, oh, we just can't figure it out. And then it goes on and wins the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the slug man. <laughs> That's what did it in, bro. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, we just couldn't. We just couldn't do it. We couldn't figure it out. We had we had to go to Henry's hotel room, and we should have gone there. Yeah, man. <laughs> he had that. He had the tools, bro. Like, he had, he yeah, had it all. He, he had all those uh, all those bulk uh, bulk GXs and stuff that you'd never think of having. He had them. <laughs> another thing about him he got that article i think it was like on ign or something like that and they were like this deck is competing with every single of the original starters and it was like yeah. it's like yeah. what was it his galaxy mewtwo list or something yep. it, that was the one did it like did it win a regional what did he do with it we can't remember exactly how he placed with that one. I think I, well, I remember him doing well, but he definitely got he definitely got that article because they they linked like my video in that article because I made a video with Henry about that deck, and then they put my video in the article, and that was when I was like like really small. I would have had maybe a thousand subscribers, 
and it was just like this massive boost to the channel. So I'm glad that he played it. He did really well for me. <laughs> my, my man blew up after that. <laughs> yeah, that was great. So I gotta ask, um, other than like YouTube stuff, like during the COVID times, what what were you like doing outside of just making content? Well, it's kind of it's kind of weird because Australia has never really had that many issues with COVID bits and pieces. But like, I was living in South Australia. South Australia has had maybe a couple of hundred COVID cases total in the entire time that it's existed, um, because. Being a massive island, we can just stop people from coming in, and so people with COVID just you just weren't allowed in. So it made it kind of awkward for us because events all stopped, but we were still able to kind of go to game stores and do stuff. It was really weird. Like we just kind of kept playing our local leagues. We did some online for a bit because obviously some stores weren't comfortable opening and there was that uncertainty going around we just played like online and and then yeah we just we just got back into the store when we were able to and uh it's it's really been fine in fact it's probably the the worst that it's ever been for covid isn't like right now because new south wales absolutely screwed up their uh, <laughs> their covid stuff and they're starting to get a few more cases but even then it's like you know they they got 100 cases yesterday and there are some places in the world that would be like 100 cases jeez i'd kill to have that many oh man <laughs> <laughs> ain't that the truth i think i looked at it um for here and uh i think we just ha had 100 cases like one day and i was like yes that's good. Yeah. Well, how, how good is that? And meanwhile, I'm over here in, in like, Sydney got 100 cases today, and I'm not allowed to fly to Adelaide because... <laughs> They're on because lockdown. Like, Shut it down. Everyone's boys. like, nope, we're closing all the state borders. No one's going anywhere. So 100 you, cases in Sydney. Are you guys able to get the vaccine pretty easy out there, or has that been just... So it's been... The Australian government... <laughs> I'm going to get very political, very nichely <laughs> political for a second here. The Australian government has absolutely botched the entire coronavirus thing because what they did is they went, oh, it's not the federal government's job. It's going to be the state government's job to deal with it because the states deal with health care, even though it is enshrined in the Australian constitution that quarantine is a federal responsibility. But that's the states have been dealing with it. But the problem with that is that they, the states can't afford vaccines as easily as the federal government can. So the federal government has to do it, but they've kind of stuffed it up and they didn't they didn't hedge their bets with a whole bunch of different companies. We only got AstraZeneca and now AstraZeneca is like killing people under 40 with blood, clot, uh, blood clots. So no one wants to take it. And it's only for like specific essential workers who can... It's just this, there's so many like random requirements that you need to have to get your vaccine. It's getting better now. I think we've just got a whole bunch of Pfizer ones that have come in, but dude, it's just been a pain in the butt. Like, you know, you should just be able to walk up to a to a doctor and go, "Hey dude, can I have a can I have a vaccine for COVID, please?" You know that thing that's been around for a year and a half? Can I have that? Yeah, for sure. Um I was actually like I'm not I'm not trying to brag on the US or anything. I was actually surprised at how easy it was for me personally. I just the only thing it was is I had to drive two hours, but I think that was more my choice or anything because I kept getting like notifications from the VA saying, come get your shot. And I'm like, bro, I'm I'm not even Dude. 30 yet. <laughs> like there's people who need it. And they're like, no, come on, yeah, come yeah. on. And I'm like, 
Well, that's that's the that's the thing, right? Is obviously America had such a rough time of it when it started, but because of that, the response has been really, really good. Whereas Australia's had like nothing, so we've just been really complacent about it. Like there are still people in old folks' homes in Australia that haven't had it. Like that's that's insane to me. Like the most vulnerable people in Australia still haven't had the vaccine. Jesus, that's all yeah. right. It'll get better, man. It'll get better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I'm, I'm not stressed about it. Like Canberra, where I'm currently living, hasn't had a COVID case for a year. So, like, that's crazy. Literally 365 days, there have been no cases. So I'm not stressed, but it's just like, I'd really like to just have it so that all of the people in Australia get the shot, so that I can fly back to Adelaide and see my family. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, man. I couldn't imagine. Well, yeah, I can. All my family's in Michigan, and I've been avoiding them for the last year, and I, I hate it. But, uh, it's awful, right? Yeah. It's like you just not being able. To, you you don't think about it because normally, normally you're like, "Geez, do I really want to? Do I really want to get on a plane and go back and see my family and do the do the whole family thing?" And then when you can't, you're like, "Man, I really miss them." Yeah, that's like that's like everything though. It's like yeah. live event or not even Pokemon yeah. events like concerts. I was like washed up like. I used to go to concerts like all the time and get my ass kicked like at these heavy metal shows. Just absolutely yep, yep. get bodied. And I'm like, I'm getting too old for this shit. And then it's like COVID happened. It's like, well, I can't. Now I want to go to one really bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's the same. Like I used to just like my wife and I used to just go to the movies all the time. And then there was just no movies and we can't go to the movies. So what do you do? <laughs> yeah. Just nothing. <laughs> no sporting events, nothing. It's been, uh, that's, I think that's the hardest part. Like actually living through the quarantine and stuff wasn't really too too bad. Um, yeah. Like I did I did two weeks in which I built up Floatycast to be stable, like you know, a growing channel. So it was like when yeah. I quarantined for two weeks, I was like, oh, I'll just stream and play PTCG. Yeah, do like, whatever, like yeah, do like, whatever I want. I'll make <laughs> friends grand. online. Like we're chilling. Yeah. And then it, it's but it, like all the outside extracurricular stuff. It's like my wife talked to me. She's like, we don't do anything. And I was like, we, we can't. <laughs> like, <laughs> We're not allowed to. Like, if we go outside, we might die. Like, it's bad. <laughs> She's like, I don't want to sit in this house. I was like, where, where do you want to go? Catch COVID? Like, we could do that. I mean. Go to a super spreader event. Here we go. Get ready to lick the flagpoles. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. So when... I intend on going out to Australia eventually one day. I intend to eat that price tag when everything opens up. What is, yeah, yeah. for a visitor of Australia, what's the first thing you recommend them doing? Oh, that's a that's a really good question. Because, I mean, when people come to Australia, you know, they go to Sydney and they see the Opera House and the bridge and they, like, see a kangaroo and they hold a koala and they go, wow, this is a different animal. Um... <laughs> For me, the the best place in Australia for me is Melbourne. Like, I don't live in Melbourne. I'm, I come from Adelaide. It's really weird that I like Melbourne so much. But the thing that I like the most about Melbourne is that there's, like, so many good restaurants and so many, like, nice places to be in Melbourne that are, like, a 10-minute walk away from all of the important, like, cultural institutions. But for me, the thing that you, that, that you should do, if you come in Australian winter, so, like, now... The thing that I would recommend that you do is you go and see a game of Australian football because it is the best thing about Australia for me is watching AFL. It is just so... It's so visceral. I love it. It's great. 
isn't uh australia like big into rugby too is that a thing out there yeah yeah so it's it's kind of like this weird split of the states so new south wales and queensland both play rugby they play rugby league i think and uh south australia western australia and victoria all play afl which is like it's this weird for people who don't know what it is it's like this weird version of every sport mixed together where it's kind of like you just you just run around kicking a ball to each other and like just poleaxing people it's great fun um but yeah so i've moved to act which is in like it's the Australian Capital Territory, Canberra, where where it is. It's in the middle of New South Wales, so they're a rugby place. And I'm feeling really weird because there's no footy out here, there's no AFL. It's really strange. <laughs> I posted a tweet yesterday. I said hockey was better than soccer. I got, I oh, got... yeah, I, I saw that. That got a couple of people riled up. Yeah, no, they were like, they were like uh, you're uncultured. I'm like, well, that, uh, <laughs> I don't know anything about soccer. <laughs> In my sport, there's designated time for people to fight each other, so that sounds good. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh, like technically, uh, the uncultured thing would be to say American football is better than soccer. <laughs> I said hockey, okay, like that's yeah, hockey's fine. Like, like, and that's that's niche enough that it's not a big deal. Like, it's fine. <laughs> but no, like, I honestly. After the England versus Italy game, there was never like. (laughs) I didn't even watch it or like see it. Like, I just saw that Italy one. But like, after that, that was literally the first time I think that I ever was like, okay, maybe I might sit down and watch a soccer game. Like, when the World Cup happens, I may watch it this time. I like. I'm, I used to play soccer, like, when I was younger. Uh, it's it's a it's a good, fun game to play, but to watch, it's just so, like, it's so tedious. And I get that there's, I get that there's a lot of skill and a lot of tactics to it, but it's just, like, I can't even articulate it. Like, to play it, it's a lot of fun because you're involved and you're doing it, but then you watch it and you're like, well, like, these guys are just kind of not really doing anything for a long time. Like, <laughs> I don't want to get too many people upset, but, like, you know, it's 90 minutes and, and you score once and then that's it. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't, <laughs> yeah, not it's not fun to watch. It's not like the high-flying, you know, the dudes on the ice, like, just back and forth, you know, five, three games, just like beating the hell out of each other and stuff like that. Like, but I a hundred percent agree. Like if you go overseas, like Australia, Europe for a soccer game, bro, I, I, yeah. I bet you they're just like, but you've probably been to a few. They're like probably the most insane, like atmospheres you've ever been in as far as the sporting event. I imagine. I, like, I've not been to, I've not been to any soccer games in Europe. I've been across there a couple of times, but um, I I would want to go. You you want to go and see it. Like if you can get a game, like a like do a Premier League game or something like that. That'd be really exciting to be a part of because you're a part of the atmosphere. But like since I don't have any like emotional connection to any of the teams, to watch it on TV is just kind of like nah, I don't really want to do that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I like I agree. Um, that's the same thing with Toronto. I want to go to Toronto to watch a hockey game because I. Even though I don't really care about the team, I just imagine that it's just a bunch of bullies out there just, like, getting absolutely <laughs> tanked and, like, beating the hell out time. of each other. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I want to see it so bad. Um, 
I was about to ask. Oh yeah, the food. Uh, you talked about the restaurants and food. What are some of the like, uh, like Australian only foods? Like, what do, what do you guys like eat? So, what do we eat? It's a really weird question, but it's a good one. We like Australia's food culture is really like strange because. There's no, you know, like when you're in America, you go to Outback Steakhouse or whatever, and that's a, a quote-unquote Australian food. Um, in Australia, we eat, like, a lot of Italian food, like, because because of the amount of Italian people that immigrated to Australia in the middle of, the, like, the last century. We eat a lot of Italian stuff. And so one of the, one of the things that we, like, if you're not eating, like, pasta or whatever, one of the things that we eat that is kind of, it's kind of neat... It's called a it's called a chicken parmigiana, right? And you've probably got something similar in America. I think there's like parmesan or whatever over there, but but in in Australia, chicken parmigiana is a like a a chicken schnitzel, which is like a chicken breast or something that has been like battered and you know deep fried, and then you put like pasta sauce and ham and cheese on top, and then you serve it with chips or fries and and it's just amazing. Like there's a there's a place in um in Melbourne called Mrs. Palms and her the whole thing is their entire menu is just like a whole bunch of different meals that are served on top of a chicken schnitzel and it's so good. It's definitely worth investing in. <laughs> I have to try that out. I'm going to have to yeah. When I finally make that big investment to head out there, I'm definitely going to be hitting you guys up be like, "All right, I need a restaurant list. Yeah. I need things <laughs> to do." Go. What am I doing over here? The other thing that people do in Australia that's like, um, like a not a uniquely Australian thing, but a very nice thing to do is there's like lots of wineries in Australia. You like, again, you wouldn't think about it, but there's like all these really good wine regions. So if you're into wine and stuff, then it's definitely an interesting place to go because you can just kind of jump around to all these different wineries and just drink a ton and have a great time. Oh, for sure. I remember yeah. when I was in the military, there was like some of my military boys were talking about when you go to Australia, like American tobacco is like a hot commodity out there. Is that true? Really? I have no idea. Oh, yeah. That, that, that was just something they said. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'm not too sure. It's been a while since I heard that, but I just remember hearing that they were like, yo, American cigarettes are like they need them they feed them i'm like that's weird it's i guess it's australia's got lots of restrictions on on like cigarettes and stuff so it could be because like the content is high like the tobacco content is high or something i don't know yeah i'm not i'm not too sure about that either so okay all right we're gonna go back to pokemon a little bit um i know we got off track started talking about some australia because genuinely when i talk to australians i'm so like enamored by the continent because i've never been and it's just something i've yeah. enjoyed um so the current standard format how do you feel about it i think it's it's gotten better like, i think it's gotten better than it was when everyone was playing crushing hammer um it's gonna i think it's really interesting at the moment because obviously everyone's afraid of shadow rider calyrex and how good that deck is and so they're all making decisions based on that but I actually, I'm, I'm very, I'm very excited to see how it goes because, like in the next couple of months after rotation as well, I, I feel like there's a lot of opportunities for other decks to come along and, and be good. And I don't think that that's something that's been around for a while. Like I feel like it's been, you know, you put, you play ADP, Luca Metal, Eternatus, or Picarom, and that's it. That's kind of been the, the four decks that you're allowed to play. 
before Killing Rain came out. But now there's there's just that little bit of extra like flexibility, and I think that the with rotation coming up, it's a it's a really positive time to be thinking about what decks you want to play. Um, one thing one thing I have heard is that the metagame Sword and Shield onwards is kind of stale and not good, but I I don't see that. I, I feel like it should be it should be better, but I don't know. I haven't I haven't looked into it too much beyond rotation. I feel like with that statement though is like people, you know, people aren't really testing. I'm sure now they are now that like the official evolving sky is like setless kind of leaked early. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like before then, when you saw like Tablemon do the Sword and Shield on tournaments, like the the pool, the card pool was just so limited as to what mm. you could do. Like it kind of skews like people's thoughts on what the format looks like now. I think it'll be fine after rotation. I'm not really a fan of like people already going towards post rotation. Like I get it because like post rotation to some people means we're that much closer to live events. So let's just go ahead and test the format. Um, yeah. But I, like, I'm, I'm on the same page with you. Like I, I, like I saw a tweet trainer chip put out the other day and he was like, why are people so excited for post rotation? And everyone's like, well, there are no live events. What's the point of playing? And it's like, well, if, if that's true, then what's the point of playing that terrible peaker on format? Like, why did we do that? We spent <laughs> six months playing with crushing hammers and we just all kept doing it. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of, of testing a future format like I can see, I can see testing a future format a week before the cards come out. Like that makes sense to me, but I can't, I can't test a future format that is like still two months away. Like that's yeah. crazy. You're yeah. gonna, you're gonna play the same format for six months. Like that's just stupid. You're gonna get so tired of that. Right. I agree. Like I literally played one tournament of Chilling Rains, and uh, that's it. I played Shadow Rider Calyrex one time because I yep. got blessed to borrow it. Went seven and three, not a big deal. Had to drop because I had to go to work, but it's fine. Whatever, yeah. you know. Yeah, no just pleasure. a you know, just, just a cruisy day. Yeah, just just a casual lose the first game, win seven in a row, and <laughs> yeah, just uh, just go out and and just crush it. And that's all good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bro, when I was playing Shadow Rider though, I was like, holy shit, this deck is incredible. Like what? Yeah thought that attaching five energy a turn and drawing nine cards without playing a supporter would be a good feeling. <laughs> Bro, it, it, like, was the, it was the closest to trade rare candy Gardevoir I ever I've gotten to since that deck. Yeah, it's it's just busted. It, it's so so good. And it's funny, it's funny watching everyone go like, I'm gonna put Moltres in my ADP. I'm gonna make my ADP deck so much more inconsistent to beat this thing. I'm gonna play Dark Box, even though that deck's garbage. I'm gonna play all I'm gonna play Spiritomb, because I wanna beat it. And it's just like, oh my goodness. Everyone's so afraid of this thing, it's great. I was like, why don't you just play it? And then I'm like, oh yeah, it costs like forty packs for one yeah. online. <laughs> like, okay. Oh, it literally costs three hundred and fifty dollars if you want to play. It. <laughs> yeah, I had, to, I had to ask Brophy to borrow it, and that was the only way I got to play it. Yeah. Oh, man. No, it's it's a good deck though. Like, um, I think the best thing about it is it's obviously really, really strong at the moment, but it's really, really strong at the moment because it's got Mewtwo, Gengar, Mimikyu, and um, and Trevnoir. So I think when those cards go and you're forced to play it in more like of a an Alcremie kind of version or like another psychic attacker, I think it's gonna be it's gonna like scale back a little bit. And that's the format that I'm really excited for because 
it's there's no VMAXs that feel like they're better than other VMAXs. Like Eternatus is busted and and Shadow Rider's busted and the new Rayquaza is busted, but they're all not quite busted enough to be like broken, if that makes sense. Like you can take a big one shot once, but it's you know, you're not gonna be able to do that consistently. And I think that's a really good sign for the game because it's going to mean that there's more turns and when there's more turns in a game, you make more decisions and when you make more decisions, better players win more often. So that's a good thing. Yeah, I agree 100%. Like, especially with Rayquaza. Um, I know I've talked to a few people about that card. Like, the attack's insane. The ability's insane. But, and the fact that it has no weakness, but like, you're right. It takes a lot just to set it up because you still need, uh, a couple of flaffies on the board and yeah, you need to, you need to have a pretty significant board state if you want to consistently get the Rayquaza attacking for like one shots on V maxes. And it's kind of like, and also there's no bench barrier muse. So like you take one knockout against Rapid Strike Urshifu and they remove both of your flaffies on the bench. What are you going to do? Nothing like... (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And then, like, each of them are, like, essentially stage one deck, so they have to, like, set up that turn to do it. Yep. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting to see how it goes, because, yeah, there's, there's a lot of potential for this format. And I think that, like, one prize attackers could potentially come back as well. Now that ADP is gone, we could get, like, that rapid strike Malamar deck could be a legitimate choice, like if people want to play it. You can get I that think it's, I think it's Gardevoir. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like if you can if you can get your one prize deck working, it's gonna be possible for you. Cause if you can two shot a, a three prize Pokemon with a one prize deck, then you're gonna win the game. So I think I think it's a good place for the game to be. And it's sad because ADP for for all of the for all of the good things that ADP has done to the game, all of the amazing things that ADP has brought us, it the worst thing for me is it's just completely ruined one prize decks. Like, you just can't play them. So it's good that you can finally... Like, I can look forward to playing a one prize deck again. I agree 100%. Um, it's, it's definitely going to be, like, a very good time. But to all the viewers out there or listeners, like, let's just you know enjoy chilling right <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah let's let's just play let's play the cards we currently have and then we'll enjoy it when it comes out like regular people <laughs> yeah 100 percent, bro have you gotten into digimon at all i got I've played a little bit of it i've played a little bit i've not gotten into it too much because i don't like to i, I obviously have to spend a lot of a, a lot of cash to get the the ptcgo account going um but digimon as a game feels really fun i've played it against a couple of guys um from adelaide who are into it and we just jumped on like tabletop simulator and played it and it seems really cool but it's just one of those ones where i feel like if i if i get too invested in it that i'm gonna you know i'm gonna be homeless so i can't afford to do two games (laughs) (laughs) bro i agree that's that's like why i've only played another reason why i've only played um one like one ptcgo tournament since chilling rains come out because like yeah I played, I made the mistake of playing a game of Digimon, and then next thing you know, I went 400 deep into it. I'm yeah, like, exactly. I'm like, shit. You play, one, you play one game with it, and suddenly you've got like six boxes on order, and, and so you just yeah. go insane with it. Yeah. I walked to a card shop, they had the newest booster box for MSRP, and I was like, well. 
time How many of those do you have? <laughs> well, I didn't buy all of the booster boxes. I, I just bought one. And I did like, I did like the, uh, you know, the what everybody does when they buy a booster box, right? You get the camera set up and <laughs> you make a YouTube yeah, yeah. post the pool. Yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to open a box for fun. You got to do it for content. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you pull a, you know, a seventy dollars secret rare and not know that it's a, a secret rare and just throw it to the side with your greasy fingers, yeah, like, because exactly. yeah, you've never seen them before yeah. and you're like, oh, it looks like, nice, I guess, whatever. <laughs> It's shiny. I mean, I guess that's cool. And then you go back and check yeah. the prices. You're like, you don't like it. Just completely underreacted to that. <laughs> Bro, the, uh, what was it? the other day I, uh, I was walking into my kitchen and I was getting my daughter a bowl of cereal. And I, so I get the, I grabbed the Lucky Charms and they had the General Mills Pokemon packs, right? Yeah. And um, so I was like, I, we've had this box for like maybe a week it was unopened and i didn't even know it was in there and i i sent a picture to my wife i was like what is this and she's like it's lucky charms i was like no there's a pack of pokemon cards in here and you you didn't want to say anything like i'm the pokemon guy in the house like we're just gonna forget about this and so we like laugh we laugh it off and i was like i was telling my co-host who's not here i was like so I did what, you know, any normal person does when they find a pack of Pokemon cards in the cereal box. I get the camera hooked up, I get the light shining, and I open it. So, like, I open it, and I post, like, a short, and, like, I was memeing on these dudes on TikTok that are, like, opening these Evolutions packs, saying they're worth, like, two grand. And, like, they pulled, like, a $5,000 Voltorb out of it. So, like, I did that, and I said the hollow Pikachu that I'm pretty sure comes in every single pack. I said it was worth five grand and I posted on Verbank, bro, I got absolutely shredded for it. <laughs> so good. <laughs> there, I was like, it, I pulled a Yamper, a Galarian Meowth, and a uh, the 25th anniversary Pikachu. And I was like, the Yamper, $200. The Galarian Meowth was 500, 500, but like it cut off the zero in the video. So it said 50. And then, like, the Pikachu was oh, five man. grand. And, like, everybody's like, you, this is the cringiest clickbait I've ever seen in my life. This is the stupidest shit. Do you even know how much Pokemon cards are worth? I was like, let's slow down here. What's that? So funny. That is so funny. Oh, my God. I love that so much. It was worth it. Like, <laughs> like my boys were like sticking up for me. It's like y'all quit like getting it's just mad. So, like for sure, hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. It's so good because it's like it's such easy. It's such easy bait content. Like you yeah. just put it out there and be like, yeah, this, this common card's worth six thousand dollars, and everyone's like, are you, are you serious? You can't be telling me that this is worth that much. And you're just like, you can't believe you guys. It's so stupid. <laughs> no. They were like, oh, man. they were like, maybe like in another world it, with inflate. I was like, bro, this Pikachu is worth a dollar eighteen. I'm not stupid, all right? <laughs> like, the this Pikachu with... card is perpetually worth a buck. Like, don't stress. <laughs> like, like I'm not an idiot. And then another thing that killed me I, was, um, you know, the whole like, I, I think you've been on a video with her, right, uh, Frosted Caribou? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know that whole thing with um, the King with Pokemon. King Pokemon. Yeah. So I did a video on that, and the only yeah. reason I did a video on that was because he made a comment about her, like 
her having mental issues and like the floaty cast shameless plug like but the reason this channel is a thing is to help those with mental illnesses and so, so i took huge offense to that not to mention you know the degrading of the art like disrespecting the artist yeah, like bit. all of the all of the disrespectful stuff towards pokemon but like yeah. abusing someone like just yeah. throwing out abuse is not is not good no so and, and it was like you, you take that part out i probably wouldn't have made a video about it and um yeah so like and I'm, I'm only bringing this up because we're talking about youtube content i got shredded for that too <laughs> yeah they'll they'll do they'll do literal like people are people are so weird like i don't understand human human interaction is such a strange thing and it's my my favorite one is so like like Ludwig, the the big Twitch streamer, says yeah. all the time, "I am I am not your friend. <laughs> like I don't know you. I'm not interested in you. You feel like you have this relationship with me, but I just, I'm not your friend." And that's the that's the thing that is really interesting to me about like this parasocial relationship that happens. All these people just came out of the woodwork to defend this guy who has millions of dollars, who does not care about them at all. Yeah. Like, and they're like, I can't believe he disrespected this artwork. It's like, care about you? He doesn't even care about the guy who drew the thing that makes him money. Like, care? Yeah. <laughs> Why I are know. you sitting here defending him? It doesn't make any sense to. Me. And Man, it was it's like... it's just so weird. I I feel really bad for for, for Boo because she's so genuine and so nice as a person. And then all of these just absolute morons just jump like, oh, I can't believe she's wearing shorts in an Instagram picture. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, 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 okay, bro. Like, bro, some of these co yeah. these comments I got on this video is like obvious. The obvious ones like, oh, just another boo simp. And I'm like, first of all, bro, I'm married. Like, <laughs> yeah, ex yeah, exactly. <laughs> the just, because, just because she's a girl, like, doesn't mean that I'm a simp for her. Yeah, like. <laughs> I got that, or you don't know shit about Pokemon cards, so why are you even talking? I'm like, okay, you're right. I, yeah. I, I don't know cool. anything. Yeah. Good, good point. <laughs> yeah. I'm, you've never heard of me, so I must be a moron. Uh, yeah, right? You know, it's like, or uh, the one I got was like, you have no idea what you're talking about because you never had a first edition Shadowless Charizard. I'm like... First of all, like bro. giving, like like holding that piece of cardboard that was made twenty years ago gives you like psychic powers or something. Yeah. Well, I told the guy I was like, I was, I only commented on him because I was like, bro, when I was seven, I pulled it, all right, and I trashed it like any other yeah. seven year old would. So like, yeah, because because this is a this is a game for kids, right? Like <laughs> anyone anyone that wants to lock away like, because it's, it's this is the this is the other thing, right? It's it's literally just cardboard with ink on it. <laughs> like yeah. let's not let's not go around saying that this is more than it is. Like this is not this is not like the gold standard. It is it is cardboard that has been printed twenty five years ago. And yes, it is very impressive that that cardboard has not been damaged in twenty five years. But that does not make it worth like locking up in a plastic cage and sticking in a cupboard like what it's such a weird thing it's like people put up their bed like oh i've got my i've got my graded charizard i'm gonna put it next to my like daughter's first place softball trophy because they equal value <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing right it's what? so stupid I, I just don't i don't get that hardcore collector mindset i can understand like you know you 
collect a set and put cards in a binder because you like to look at them and that kind of stuff. That's fine. But like to have to have so much money wrapped up in a kid's card game, it just is so it's so obtuse to me. I just don't get it. No, I agree a hundred percent. Like the cards I like to collect are um like that have sentimental value kind of thing. Like, for example, my first deck I ever played was Evil Tall Garb back in 2016. I don't know how much Evil Tall Full Art's worth, but I have a PSA 9 version of it just because I played that. That That's what started this yeah. madness. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Sure. Well, this is, this is a card that's actually, like, it means something to me. I'm going to yeah. keep it. Like, right. and that makes sense. And I guess, I guess you use the same argument for the people that collect the Charizards, but I just don't. I just no, don't I, like, I get what you're saying, though. Like, those people who are, like, ravages over just because that Charizard's worth a bunch of money and, like, freak yeah. out. Um, like, like if, you, if you pulled it out of a base set pack and you kept it, go for it. Like, yeah. that is that is super super sick because you as a six-year-old got that card and you kept it in good enough condition that it is <laughs> worth money now but like you don't have yeah. the hollow peeling off of it like i do like it's still yeah. in my mom's like attic somewhere curve. yeah if i see that card i'll cry bro like i was like you idiot it's like well there goes like a hundred thousand dollars so whoops i could have put my <laughs> daughter through college with this car <laughs> I could have put a hundred thousand dollar investment into my channel and look cooler than everybody else. I could pay an editor to come and edit all of my stuff together. And, yeah, over um, at Yeah, but it's just so, it's so strange. And then, and then the people the people that get fired up about looking at other people's ones. That's that's the next step, right? So like, it's all well and good for the for collectors to to hoard their Charizards like the dragons that they are and that's fine you can you can hoard them but then the people that are like i'm going to watch a video of this person moving a camera past a hundred different charizards like yeah i how was how was that how was that entertaining like i don't get it like it's like oh here's, here's my collection of all my charizards and you're like oh wow it's the same card 60 times <laughs> yeah very impressive i can i can look i can literally search base set Charizard on Google Images and see the exact same thing. Like, 60 of them pop up there. <laughs> I could put them all on a spreadsheet. <laughs> like... Yeah. yeah. I was gonna, I'm gonna, like, just print out 100 pages of base set Charizard and just put them up on my wall. <laughs> or I'd be getting these Instagram, uh, like, promotion things on Instagram. It's like a rug, a base set Charizard rug. And I'm like, okay, yeah. that's pretty that's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> 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 it's, such a, it's such a funny like uh, it's it's just so it's just so weird especially especially and and this is such a unique thing for pokemon as well because it's like the only card game that is a hundred percent a game that no one plays they just they just pick up all these cards and they just put them in a box and then that's it yeah it's really weird and then collect it and then like let it sit and appreciate and value like i i just want pokemon to just come in and be like fuck it base that reprint <laughs> yeah, well, this, is, this is literally a, we are we are printing the exact same thing. It's coming out. All of your Charizards are worth nothing. <laughs> Just completely destroy them. <laughs> It'll be so funny watching all of these massive like personalities getting upset about a company printing a thing that they own. <laughs> and then like like literally one in every pack is a charizard like you just pull the base set charizard it looks exactly like the shadowless first edition and it's like give them out at the store like you buy a pack you get one yeah, it's fine yeah. 
<laughs> bro, they would lose it, bro. Behind the counter, there's like behind the counter, there's the box of of cards, and then next to that, there's just literally a thousand Charizards, and they just give them out to everyone. Because <laughs> yeah. come, what's that? Oh, you don't need to buy. You don't need to buy a Pokemon card pack. Well, you're buying a Mars bar. No worries. Here you go, kid. Enjoy. <laughs> See you later. Spend three dollars in a store, get a free Charizard. Base set first edition, bro. And then like, so that would be so good. <laughs> They'd be like, yo, I got this PSA 10 graded shadowless first edition Charizard from 1998. Uh, you can't prove it's from 98, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> how do I know exactly you didn't just get it graded? That, yeah, it looks exactly the same as the one that you got from Home Depot when you buy a bucket. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. it's the same. Bro, that's what our government should have did, bro. They should have not given us stimulus money. They should have gave us Charizard. <laughs> Everyone that goes in and gets an immunization. Like, if you get your Pfizer vax, you get a free Charizard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bro. Oh, man. Oh, that would have... That'd, that'd really stimulate people to get them, wouldn't it? They'd be like, oh, we got to line up. Give me, give me three bro. immunizations. <laughs> bro, I'm here for my third <laughs> <Give> shot. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, listen, uh, sir, how many? You're gonna how many? How many you... vaxes? <laughs> yeah, how many vaxes can I have before I literally die? Like, can... I need as many. As I can... Can, can I refer a friend? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, oh, no man. way. That would be awful, and yet, like, <laughs> on an ethical standpoint, oh. that'd be terrible. But like, for pure entertainment, oh, but the, the it'd TikTok, be funny though. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> be like honey look at these clowns <laughs> look at them. look at all these 20 somethings running up to get their eighth pfizer vax <laughs> oh, they're, man. they're like snorting this shit at this point because they got no like, they got no muscle to like take the shot yeah. so they're trying to drink like, it withering, like, their arms withering away just give me more of us and more charizards <laughs> bro, bro try to get a whole binder full bro like, yeah. i'm gonna be rich <laughs> It's gonna be great. Oh my god. Go home and troll and toad, they're worth one cent. <laughs> oh, king Pokemon's so not even King Pokemon no more, bro. He's just the jester. Yeah, king, king Pokemon's just, just, yeah, he's just peasant Pokemon. Oh man. Well, man, this has been a blast, dog. And uh, a lot of fun. I, I'm really glad I got you on and didn't completely forget about it. That would have been horrible. Listen, it's, it's, it's A-OK, man. No stress. Happy to come on. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like I tell all of our guests when they come, uh, when they come, they're always welcome back whenever you want, just not the next episode, because that, that'd be kind of weird. Unless we really had yeah, a... Can't, can't miss you in a row. Yeah. As a, welcome back, Mitch. We're going to continue our little riff on Charizard's being given away for free. We're just going to do that for three hours, and that's the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, the floor is yours for shout-outs. As you can hear, it's uh, about time for me to head off. So, uh, floor is yours for shout-outs yeah, and anything. Family. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, you know, watch watch, uh, watch the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the Sableyes. I'd appreciate that. Jump on um, on Twitter as well. You follow me at, at the Sableyes. It's really weird. All my things are just the Sableyes. If you, if you have a social media platform, just search for that. If I'm on that platform, I'll pop up. So, <laughs> jump on board. For sure, man. He he's a good follow too. If you like them them wily Aussie boys ripping Charizards, 
He's the man to do it for sure. I would. That would be such a good TikTok. Just ripping a bass at Charizard. Oh, oh I'd my get so God. much interaction, bro. Put it on Verbank and get shredded, dog. <laughs> Guys, look. I found. I found this old card from when I was a kid, and I'm gonna rip it. <laughs> Burn it, bro. Do like a yeah, do like a ceremony. Uh, this is what your title should be. Uh, I'm gonna end COVID today and then just do like a ceremonious like burning of the charizard yeah just like in the in the yard and have like a whole big ceremony around it oh it would be beautiful bro it'd be in insane oh, it. I I know it. It. <laughs> all right man well i appreciate you coming on once again special thanks to my boy mitch for coming on the pod it means a lot that he could you know make the time to do that especially being out in australia bro it's always a pleasure to have those dudes out um it's dedication because it's like eight ten in the morning and uh bro, bro. <laughs> it's insane like when we get people from across the globe to like come on and talk with us for a bit like i can't even imagine waking up that early just to talk to us of all people yeah i know uh one thing before the big big news that came out i do want to mention real quick is that uh the players cup glow uh streams are happening and they announced the commentators i forgot to put this on my list but i saw one name pop up and i had to give him a shout out uh hexter's back commentating tcg shout out to him he gave us that fat nda clause but come on we knew he was getting back on <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's too nice of a guy and too good of a commentator for Pokemon to be one and done with him, right? So uh, give it a couple, you know, years and he'll be in line with like the cool. likes of Puka and Jay Wits and things, guaranteed. Yeah. I mean, he'll be one of the commentators to remember for sure. Yeah, it, it'll be uh, awesome to have him. We also got Trainer Chip is back. And uh, I want to say it was Jeremy Jallen was the third one sounds right or it was either him or like, kenny wisdom one of them I, I feel like either one would be fantastic yeah like, so we got one of them and then we got a newbie bro uh he's a he's a he's a small time creator i don't know if anybody's heard of him uh brand new to the scene uh andrew mahone <laughs> tricky Jim. really yeah <laughs> i was just fucking around we all know <laughs> I actually like his like viewpoint on the game and his excitement might be really fun to watch as a commentator. Oh, he's such a good um, speaker, man. He's going to be really good. He's going to blow it I out the water, bro. Never saw him making the jump to that. Um, so that that's actually really exciting. And I'm really, really stoked to watch the, uh, the streams. So yeah. even though like it is a little disappointing, I'm not going to lie to you. It's a little disappointing to know they've already happened. And I'm watching the past because I f almost feel like, you know, when you're the last to know the news on the playground, like you're like that kid that nobody yeah. talks to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that. I'm like, man, this bro, happened. Bro, these like, commentators, the commentators and players are like, I know something you don't know. <laughs> and you're over here like, come on, tell me. Come on. Just I a want, little bit. I gotta I know. know. Just give it. Just give me a tease. Give me a little I won't tell everybody. <laughs> so super cool to have them on and uh yeah so special shout out to them i'm super excited to uh tune in the best i can because i think they air this weekend and of course i'm gonna be out of town doing pokemon go fest so uh that'll be fun <laughs> and uh 
But the big news that just dropped today, thank God we did the podcast today because Pokemon Unite, ladies and gentlemen, it is coming Wednesday, July 21st, next week, baby. I'm so excited. So I haven't talked to you at all about this, um, but I'm just going to throw this out here and see how you respond, right? What do you think about uh, the next week's podcast just being a live stream where we're playing Unite? While doing a podcast? While doing a podcast, bro. We'll oh, try our hardest to learn how to play the game. That would actually, I, we could do like a live. Yeah, we could do it. And I'll have Google Fiber, so my internet won't slow down. Like, it'll be amazing. Oh, I got that LAN port for mine. <laughs> yeah, we could. We really could. If my wife's all right with it. You all right with it? Yeah, she's all right with it. We're chilling. Yeah, we could. She said no. A hundred percent. She said no just now. I don't even think she heard me, but we could totally, we could do that. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm about it. I'm about it. Like a live reaction for the podcast while we're playing it. It'll be the Unite special. Well, that'll be the name of the episode. So, yeah, not only does it come out, but if you download and play the game, between then and August 31st. So you got plenty of time. You get a free Zero Aura character. Straight up. I thought so, he was going to be the most broken player character in the game. That was going to cost like 30 bucks. You get him for free. I'm going to play a Zero Aura. Zero Aura is rising up the charts as one of the my favorite mythicals. Ever since the big shiny Zero Aura raid thing they did last year. I'm all about it. I don't know, bro. I can't get over how he how they did my man in the movie. You know what I'm saying? They made him a little like Garrity, like little bitch. I didn't watch the movie, yeah. so he's still my favorite. <laughs> our bet. No, uh, so like, is that setting the precedent that all the characters won't be available? Is that is that how it's going? It's going to be like League of Legends, where like yeah, you're there's not gonna, gonna have everyone. there's I think there's going to be a few that are not going to be available from the start. I'm not sure. Uh, I know. Blast well, like when you play the beta, you start out with like a certain amount, right? And you have to play up and unlock them. Like you unlock Venusaur, and then you unlock uh Absol, Talonflame, stuff like that. Like they're not your starter pack kind of thing. Oh, okay. So you like play up, and I'm sure there's some that'll be coming out later, like probably Blastoise and Gardevoir, I imagine. But you unlock them though, right? Yeah, it's not yeah. like League of Legends where like they they theoretically are going to release like X number of free ones. And then if you like them, you could buy them. But if not, they'll like, they'll cycle out eventually. Right. Yeah. Some of the, I, I don't think it's like that, but I could see them adding characters as we go. Oh, bro, they got 898 to choose from bro. Dark is going to show up in there at some point. And, uh, uh oh, bro, come be, on, man. Come on. <laughs> Look like, just imagine like, I, I it may not even be good, right? Because we don't know how the game mechanics... I mean, we know how the game mechanics work, but we don't know how these Pokemon would work in the game mechanics, right? But just imagine rolling up, right, to, like, a championship or whatever, and, like, the team you're facing against is, like, Darkrai, Eepletal, like... Like, oh. Glaring Moltres. Like, it's all, like, these dark types. Yeah, bro, like, it's Zorark, crazy, Umbreon, like... Darkrai, Eepletal. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, you look over at the team, right? Because I'd imagine this is a live event, you know, like, maybe Worlds, right? And you look up from your Switch, and everybody's, like, dressed, like, 
in gothic like clothes like not even like gothic as in like black clothes i'm talking like old like venetian gothic like crazy clothing bro and they're, they're, they're like, like vampires they're wearing like vampire like uh lichen armor or some shit just like looking like fucking death metal bands <laughs> bro bro i'd actually probably pee myself i'd be like maxlow do, we're do we to... win this <laughs> <laughs> if we win are we gonna die like bro, what's just, going on right just now? take the b lane bro take the take the bottom bro <laughs> we'll sweep from the side we'll flank him <laughs> we'll flank him from the side bro or whatever whatever the terms are i don't know the terms yet but i'm gonna learn because boy am i excited about this game man i played that beta for like a day and oh god it's i, I like it was fun the beta was fun it's just gonna be so much better when it just is officially released bro it's your friends are on board we're hyping it up it's gonna be great bro i've been waiting for the this announcement that happened today i've been waiting for it for like a year now i've been talking about it on the podcast for like a year i'm like they they released pokemon snap they did this they did this like like but i haven't had a date for my uh unite and then they're like oh next week like they didn't even like they didn't even give me like a heads up they're like yeah it'll probably be, be in it'll july. be in july and then just like today they're like oh next week bro it's fine bro i was so worried they were going to drop it tomorrow and i wasn't going to be able to play during the weekend because i was going to be out i would have actually messaged you every day screenshots of me playing um and just like laugh emojis like just like every 35 minutes or so i just like like send you another screenshot with a laugh emoji Bro, the biggest pain, the biggest pain before we move on, this is the last thing I'll say, is uh, if they would have dropped it this past weekend, like if they had dropped it tomorrow and then said, you have to download and play a game by Sunday to get a free Zero Aura, bro, I'd have been so mad. I'd have been, I'd have been. I would have literally hopped in my car, driven to your house and grabbed your Switch for you. But I would have had it with me. <laughs> I'm freaking <laughs> i'd have been like molly's like let's go see the town i'd be like no give me a second i gotta play this game so i can get to zero aura <laughs> molly just looked at me and was like no you isn't <laughs> <laughs> all right last thing we got before we head out ladies and gentlemen is stanley cup finalist champion a champion has been crowned and scott who won it the motherfucking home team the tampa bay your lightning. home team my home team uh the tampa bay lightning i want to uh, shout out steve eiserman he built that team he did i'm not i'm not even gonna front like i i talk a lot of junk about the red wings but uh when i started getting into hockey um it was because of uh eiserman and his red wings right so i was super hyped to see him go to the lightning um and build that team up and then he dipped and we're still a team so uh back to back uh, bro I'll take it you gotta you gotta give that man credit he built a dynasty and walked away bro he built that's the second dynasty he built though yeah and he walked away bro. <laughs> like let's, let's get real like he built the red wings like he wasn't well, he the owner, but he yeah. built the red wings yeah you know? he, like, he he made that team bro like, that team was now, nothing without eiserman and so now he's like, I'll build the, I'll build Tampa Bay. He literally chose the team in the most tropical 
Huggle setting, I think, that exists in the NHL. And he's like, mm, Dynasty, it's good. And then he's like, yeah, I'll just leave. It's fine. He's like, I'm going uh, to go home. And then, <laughs> and then they're a dynasty, bro. Like, that. That's that's a lot of that's a lot of a uh, uh, character that shows that it shows who you are to walk I away. I will say that when I was in Florida, I saw more lightning hats and more hockey hats than I've ever seen growing up in in Florida. That's crazy. Like nobody bro. knows about hockey, bro. It's Champa Bay. That's what they call it. Champa Bay, bro. That's actually hype. I mean, that's, I that, I that, that they always win out there, bro. Florida. Uh, apparently that's all they do is just win championships bro Bro, if you spent that long in the sun like you gotta be you know it's all about the vitamin d that's the that's the secret of the championships is lots of vitamin d from the sun oh oh real quick um so the the post-game press conference nikita kucherov he's the star of russian forward you know he's like the sergey fedorov of the lightning he got up there bro he was in the press conference shirtless (laughs) <laughs> Dissing on the Montreal Canadiens, chugging Bud Lights, bro. The man was living large. I was so happy. I hate that guy. I hate the Lightning. But I was just like, that's a man right there, bro. He was like, the, it's not the even Canadian fans, he was dissing the fans, bro. He's like, the Canadian fans thought they won the cup when they won game four. Like, come on now. <laughs> we were going to take the series. I was like, Jesus Christ, bro. <laughs> Bro, like, let's get real, though, real quick, right? Like, that's not being a man. That's being a Floridian. Like, <laughs> he's embraced the culture, bro. Like, <laughs> if at any point you see, like, a Florida politician shirtless drinking a Bud Light giving a press conference, that's that's the norm out there, bro. <laughs> my, my man was, like, a jit away from, like, actually being a Florida dude. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Did it show his feet at all during the press conference? No, no. A hundred percent, the man's wearing flip flops. Oh, bro, no there's no it. way he doesn't have shower shoes on, bro. There's no way. <laughs> bro, a man's wearing flip flops. He's shirtless, drinking a Bud Light. Like he's probably going out, like to some beach bar, drinking, you know, mojitos or whatever, just having a good. Day. You remember when Brady? Won the Super Bowl in Tampa. That's yeah. what happens to everybody. That's the Floridian culture. Oh my culture, god, man. bro! That's what that that dude was like in one. He was dunking beer like when they did the parade. It got rained out, but uh, they were did a boat parade before they did the actual one. And one of the news guys was interviewing him on the boat, and he started dunking beer on him, spraying beer everywhere. I was like, this bro's a legend, dude. <laughs> He's an absolute menace right now to anybody to the media like nobody talked to this man he's in one oh god but it was it was like, incredible like i said bro that's far for the course in florida you know that's, that's the dynasty things roll. you got it got a dynasty out there enjoy it i know what it's like but uh it's been a long time but that <laughs> that'll do it for episode 54 i gotta get out of here i gotta uh I got to get these uh, bags packed and get to my mom's house. So, uh, Scott, take it away in the plugs, my dude. Hey, man, check out floatykalday.com for all your merch needs. We got hats, we got dice, we got shirts. Um, Also, add me on Twitter, even though I'm not too active. Add me anyhow, at floatyk1. Make sure that you add Maxlow on Twitter as well. Uh, Make sure that you check out his Twitch. Uh, He's streaming pretty regularly now, right? 
Not quite yet, but I will be when uh, Unite comes out for sure. Well, there you go. So he's streaming a little bit more, and he'll be streaming a little bit more regular. Definitely check out the YouTube as well. Um, all uh, YouTube on that glow be- up. On that glow up, bro. Seven seventy one on subscribers. Not a big deal. Down below or in the description, the link tree. You know, depending on your your avenue of listening to us, and also while we're at it, go ahead and uh, you know private messages, bro. Like we'd like to have open discussions. If you'd like to hear anything, us thing. If you have any great news, if you just want to hear something, or just talk to us about anything, make sure to message us, right? Because I don't get nearly enough messages from the fans. I'll be honest with you. So. Uh, did I miss anything? I don't think I missed anything. Uh, anything make sure you good. check the Patreon out too. We do have one of Patreon. those. We're still working on that. Uh, as we speak, it is a growing process. And um, yeah, no, that's about it. Other than that, I will see you guys next week. I am, like I said, I am vlogging the uh, the Austin trip, so I'll have a YouTube video out on that. Hopefully, it doesn't suck. <laughs> so. <laughs> Like the trip's gonna be great. Hopefully the videography doesn't suck. That's what I'm saying. So uh Look. definitely check all that out. Make sure you sub to the YouTube and uh yeah, that's all I got. I got a challenge for you, bro. What's up? I want you to get Brandon to play you in a game of Pokemon. Any kind of Pokemon or do I gotta sleeve the decks up? I mean, I don't think you even have physical cards at this point to sleep two decks up, right? No, so, I only like, got Eternatus. Any kind of any kind of Pokemon, bro. Other than like Pokemon Go battles, right? But like Pokemon Go counts. If you get him to go compete, like go like do Pokemon like Go with you during Go Fest or whatever it's called, like that counts, right? I want video evidence of that happening. If that's the case, then uh, Floaty K will do a giveaway on uh, on YouTube, so or on Twitter rather. <laughs> All right, Brandon is not the Pokemon type, guys. I need you guys to understand. Brandon is very against, not against, but like he's very not the let me go ahead and catch his Charmander type. So, no, he's not. Well, that'll do it for this episode. We will catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace.